listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast by Dr. T. Michael W. Halcom, Dr. Frederick J. Long, Dr. Mario Melendez, Dr. Jennifer Noonan, and J. M. Smith. Welcome and enjoy. Shalom and welcome to this week's SLA Insight. My name is Dr. Jennifer Noonan, and I'm going to be continuing with my discussion of Rod Ellis's article called Teaching and Research, Options and Grammar Teaching, which is one of my favorite articles, as I shared last episode. Um, we're going to continue discussing it. Last episode, we talked about how um, what the processes, the general processes of language acquisition look like. Uh, and this is going to be at the bottom of the diagram that I have here that I've copied from his article, beginning with input on the bottom here, the arrow going then into intake. And notice that intake, explicit L2 knowledge, and implicit L2 knowledge are all in this box here along the bottom. And the box represents what's going on inside the learner's mind. Um, the arrows then continue out of the box to output and then negative feedback, which then feeds back into language input, which the uh, learner will use for further learning and processing. So we covered that in the last episode. In this episode, I want to talk about the four points at which an instructor can intervene in grammar learning. And these are marked by the A, B, C, and D across the top with arrows pointing down into the various points in the language processing, language learning process uh, where that is appropriate. So we're going to start with letter A um, here on the diagram on the left, pointing down to input. Now input is like the most important point, <laughs> concept in second language acquisition studies. And so if you're going to intervene at input, it's going to be very important. And I'm going to spend some time in the next few episodes after this one doing a deep dive into input and comprehensible input and how to improve input. Um, for now, just know that the, the intervention here, what you're doing at the point of input, is trying to improve the intake that the learner is getting from the input. In other words, what they're paying attention to, what they're drawing in and processing from the language input. And so there are a number of ways you can do this. You want to manipulate the input. Say again, if you're, you're trying to teach the, the uh, participle, you're going to make sure that the learner gets participles in their input. Um, you want to increase the amount of participles. You want to draw attention to the participles. You want to um, manipulate the input so the participles come really early in the sentence so they do get noticed. And again, the, the goal is to help the learner derive more intake, more participles into their developing system so that those get processed and ultimately acquired, internalized. Notice again that this box here representing the learner's um, mind, what's going on in their brain, is largely inaccessible, to, certainly to teachers and researchers, but often even to the student themselves. They don't often know how or what they're taking in or how it's processing. And so we can't always see um, to be able to intervene here well 
into what's going on. So the best we can do is to to modify the input in such a way so that the new grammar is salient, obvious, and able to be brought into the learning system, the internal language system and accommodated and ultimately acquired. So A, point A, is uh, modifying input. That's the first point at which an instructor can intervene in the language learning process to help uh, in improve, increase the, the uh, speed, increase the um, accuracy of the grammar the student's learning. The second point is here is B, and it's pointing directly to the box. And this is where um, explicit grammar instruction comes into play. It's at this point at B where the instructor can provide more information on the form itself, what it looks like, or the function, how it works, so that the, the input that the student's been receiving can get sharpened, focused, and hopefully they'll be able to also start noticing the form more and deriving more intake from the input. Keep in mind, too, that vocabulary knowledge is largely explicit in nature. And so point B would also include a lot of vocabulary instruction to get the student acquiring more vocabulary here at point B. The third point at which an instructor can intervene here is point C and the arrow pointing down to output. We're now past the box at the point where the student is producing output. And this is where we get a first glimpse at um, what the, stu the student, the learner, actually acquired. When they start producing output, we get uh, to understand, and they sometimes, for the first time, understand what they really know, what they don't know. So if the student has acquired the participle, in the output, they'll be using it correctly, they'll be using the right form, they'll be using it in the right place, in the right ways, but maybe they didn't acquire it. Maybe in the output, um, they didn't, and then it will move on to negative feedback. But for output, the way you intervene in output is giving them opportunities to produce the form. Ask them to describe their day using participles, or if it's a past tense, what they did yesterday. Um, so giving them opportunity to use, to speak it or to write it in some, um, not in a fill in the blank kind of way, more free form, open-ended, can they retrieve it from their developing system internally and use it correctly? So with the point of output, you wanna create opportunities for that. And the point of the intervention here, first is just to give them more uh, interaction with the form, more practice with the form, using it more, but you also want to use output as a diagnostic tool because, again, it's only here that you're going to know what they've actually acquired. So giving them opportunity to use the output as a comprehension check. Do they know it? Did they learn the form? Are they using it correctly? If they are, then great, you can move on to the next. But if they're not, we then move on to negative feedback. And this is point D and the last point at which you can intervene as a teacher in the language learning process. And with negative feedback, you're going to be providing them with information to tell them that what they said or what they wrote is not quite right. And there are a number of ways to do it. We're most familiar with, well, no, the participle takes this form, not that form. And that using 
meta-language, grammatical terms, that kind of thing. And that's certainly one way of providing them with feedback and correcting their errors. But there are other ways as well. You can do um, elicitation. Now think about that form. What is it we want to say? Well, how do you use it? So that's one way of drawing it out of them, getting them to think or rethink what they've said. But you can also do things like I've talked before about recast, reframing the sentence, saying it correctly so that they can hear the correct form. Um, another possibility here is what's known as the garden path technique, where you intentionally ask them to overgeneralize the rule, take the rule on a, a standard, regular verbal form, and then apply it to what should be a, uh, um, an exception to the rule, an irregular form. So for example, in English, we add ed for past tense. So we say, I walked to make it past tense. Ask them to turn um, go into past tense, and they might say goad. Well, the point there is to intentionally make them produce an error so that you can then correct it using that teachable moment to say, okay, here is an exception, and this is what you need to do to correct that. So there are various ways to provide negative feedback, and in doing so, you're actually providing them with more input. And this input then starts the whole process over again. So as a quick review, the four points at which an instructor can intervene in the language learning process is A, at the point of input and manipulating input to provide them with uh, focused input to derive more intake. B is the point of explicit grammar information give, using metalinguistic terms, using, um, you know, lecture, here's the form, here's what it looks like, here's how you use it. Point C then, the point of intervention is at output, providing opportunities for output and interaction, negotiation of meaning, using the new form. And then finally, D, correcting any errors that arise, helping the student sharpen and focus their understanding of the new grammar form. So these have been um, the two aspects of Rod Ellis's article that have really struck me, and I just keep coming back to this, this particularly this um, diagram that I've put up here that demonstrates the processes of language acquisition, and then the four points at which an instructor can intervene in the language learning process to improve grammar, to improve accuracy, and also to improve intake and acquisition. So, this has been your SLA Insight for the week. I hope you have a great week. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glossa House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glossa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glossahouse.com today. Glossa House, language resources for the global community.